Happy Sunday, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ask a Lawyer. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me, as always, is Oklahoma Indian Legal Services Executive Director, Stephanie Hudson. So, Stephanie, where shall we start today? You know, what I want to talk about today is our office has been getting an incredible number of of phone calls from family members who are having issues with just, you know, custody issues with uh, not, you know, issues going on in the in the household, issues going on with uh, elderly parents. And, you know, what, what I want to talk about is, you know, what are, what are some of the resources out there for families who are having issues with, um, you know, what, what do I do if there's stress going on in the household and we can't get out like we want to? And, you know, where do I turn to? So that, that's, you know, what I want to talk about today. Okay. Um, and I know that has to be, a lo- especially in Indian country, because when we think about, um, you know, people in, in town, shall we say, even if you live in, a, in, a, in the city limits of Anadarko, you still have really close resources available to you. Um, when we're talking about our families in rural Indian country, however, then it really it seems like that would exacerbate the issues when those families may not have cars, may not have um, access to health care. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the, the first thing that we like to do is we like to get families in touch with behavioral health. Yeah, the Indian Health Service, they have behavioral health available for families who are dealing with stressful situations. Here in Oklahoma City, you know, we've got the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic, and they have a wide variety of services available to families who are uh, in distress. You know, if you've got a chart set up with uh, the Indian Hospital or with uh, Indian Health Services, the anytime you go in to get a doctor's appointment nowadays, it seems like they want you to go ahead and fill out a little survey that's talking about stressors in your uh, in your house at this time. And what you know, our office always does is encourage people to you know make sure that you're filling that out truthfully. Those are confidential but you know if you're in a situation where you know there's um you know uh, arguments going on in the household there's miscommunication there's no communication there's a lot of difficult communication um you know that that's a place to go to is uh get to a doctor's office and get a referral to some type of behavioral health how do you encourage Indian families to do that when it's really hard for those families to even acknowledge that? I mean, what, what, what point, you know what I mean? What point yes. does it get to? Because you certainly don't want it to get to a point where the court has to intervene in either a child or an elder's case, right? I mean, you want to make sure you address those issues first. 
Exactly. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, one of the things that I'll hear quite often is that families will say, well, you know, that, that's something that we can take care of in the house within the family. We don't want to take that outside of the family. Um, that's not the way that I was raised. You know, we didn't go see um, therapists or counselors for things that are going on in our household. Yeah, I'm I'm the man of the house household and I don't need somebody else telling me how to raise my kids and such. And you know, I, I would really want to use this opportunity to, you know, to talk to those family members and let them know that you, there's other resources that are out there. It, it's it's a great stress upon the family to keep that in the family and to try to resolve it within the family. You know, one of the things that we as tribal members need to remember is that <clears throat> at one time we did make these decisions within the within the family, within the tribe. The, these were things that were taken care of within the tribe. And, you know, usually there was some type of peacemaker. There was a um, a person within the tribe that tribal members would go to to resolve disputes and deal with family problems. And there were <clears throat> there were restorative justice ways to deal with those. But those, that all those tools were taken away from us. The, those were taken away from us. They were replaced with um, a uh, you know a, a different way of dealing with problems. You know, they, they uh, problems were dealt with by putting kids into boarding schools. Problems are dealt with by incarcerating people, and you know in in some of our traditional ways were lost. How to deal with conflict, how to deal with disputes, a lot of those were lost. And it's one of the things that we have now, a tool that we have now that, you know, it kind of does go back to those indigenous ways, which is talking it through, but we, we don't necessarily have that training anymore that we did four generations ago, and it's so important to be able to get with somebody who's trained to listen to somebody, trained to counsel a family who is experiencing dysfunction, and um, we as attorneys, we the only tool that we have in our toolbox is the ability to be able to take somebody into court and to be able to argue for somebody. That's the tool that we have. And sometimes that tool is not sufficient to be able to help a family who is dealing with a lot of dysfunctional issues. And that's where we have to go to another professional and ask for help. And, you know, I really encourage traditional family members, if you cannot figure out a way to deal with some of these issues and you feel like you need to go to court, you feel like you need to contact an attorney, well, well please do contact us. But <clears throat> we also need to look at some of the other tools that are available, counseling, um, uh, inpatient uh 
situations where somebody needs to deal with substance abuse in an inpatient or an outpatient situation. And those are all things that we can find uh, through medical professionals and they can make the proper referrals. Let's talk about, oh man, there are, and there are a lot of really great programs out there. I know the Citizen Potawatomi Nation House of Hope. Uh, You can actually get to their homepage from the Talk Jive homepage. Uh, They're right there with all of our partners um, and the click through ads. And it will ask you uh, right off the bat if you are safe when you're, when you're online. And I love that. And so, um, they're a great resource. I know several tribes. I know the Tonkawas have, have some really great resources, uh, but the sit pots, they actually, um, can help people other than tribal members. And so they they have a lot of emergency services there. And so there are a lot of, of tribal and community programs out there who can really help in, in that situation, like emergency, um, removal, I say. Right. Yes. Um, that, that's the wonderful, that's the wonderful aspect of the funding that a lot of the tribes have for family preservation services, domestic violence services, elder uh, assistance programs, is the funding doesn't just apply to that tribe. That tribe can assist other tribal members who live within that jurisdiction. And some of the programs can even assist non-tribal members. So, you know, say that you're a tribal member and your sister-in-law really needs some assistance and your sister-in-law is non-tribal, then uh, the, you know, your tribe might be able to assist your sister-in-law who needs assistance. You know, maybe your brother is having substance abuse issues or maybe, um, you know, there, there's another person in the family, maybe your cousin or something like that needs um, some counseling in order to deal with some, uh, you know, um, post-traumatic stress issues or such. But in order to be able to deal with the legal issues, you know, the custody, the visitation issues, sometimes families need to resolve some, um, some emotional issues that exist. And um, what, I, what I always tell my clients when they're trying to make these decisions about, do I seek counseling? Do I need therapy? Do I need to go inpatient in order to deal with some substance abuse issues is, you know, really, you know, it, it's not about it's not about you and that relationship that you had with that other person. What it what what's most important is the child. And how is your how is your child going to how how is your child going to benefit from a better emotional relationship that exists between you and your ex spouse, you and your ex girlfriend, and such? How how is your child going to be able to deal with that? And you know what I always try to tell parents is that sometimes it's easier for a child to tell somebody else what their feelings are. Children are very um, susceptible to the feelings of the parent that they're with. 
So a lot of times what we get is one parent who will call and say, my child is really sad to have to go back to the other fa- the other uh, parent, or my child wants to stay with me and doesn't want to go back to the other parent. Well, um, the, a, a child is always going to want to stay with their parent, and they don't they don't want their parents separated usually. So a lot of times there's some counseling that needs to take place in order for the legal issues to be able to be resolved. Well, and that's, I think that's a whole segment in itself on, on that. And I think we have talked about that, uh, before about, uh, parents in parental alienation syndrome mm-hmm. and, yes, uh, exactly. but yeah, you can check that out, uh, on, on a, on a previous episode. Cause I do believe we, we touched on it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to talk about also in listening to these other services that are available, do you think that vo- vocational rehabilitation is going to become a greater necessity in Indian country because of COVID? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because some of the jobs that have some of the jobs that exist right now are not going to be able to be the same. Uh, you know, um, th- there's there's a lot of contact that takes place in the service industry, and a lot of the jobs within Indian country are service industry jobs, and I believe it's going to be important that uh, tribal members who are have lost their jobs, who are in fear of losing their jobs, who need to, you know, change, change their profession, that, you know, that it's going to be important to look for positions that, you know, maybe aren't so service industry uh, oriented. And, you know, vocational rehab is a, is an excellent place to go when you're trying to, you know, look at a different career, when your life situation is such that you're either coming out of a, you know, a domestic violence situation, when you're coming out of a substance abuse situation, then, you know, vocational rehab is, is an important program to look towards for some assistance. And I know the Delaware Nation has a fantastic voc rehab program, and it helps everyone. It's one of those uh, programs that helps everyone in the community. So if you need help redoing your resume, um, um, sometimes they even have a closed closet that they can help uh, their clients with. They have um, employment services and different things like that. So um, that's always a really important uh, program to let folks know about is uh, the vocational rehabilitation programs or voc rehab. Exactly. And, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, really great tribal programs like that too. Um, so, exactly. and then there's uh, some tribes that have uh, tarot, tribal employment rights, uh, employment yes, rights that's, office. And, that, and they can employ another... people. Yes, they can. And, you know, that that's another area that a lot of tribal members sometimes aren't quite sure what their what their rights are in terms of being employed by the tribe. And um, that, that's an office that tribal members want to make sure that they be, that they're aware of and make sure that, you know, if they're having some sort of issue related to their employment, some sort of issue related 
to um, you know work conditions or work hours or something like that. They want to make sure that they stay in contact with uh, programs like that and be aware of what those what those programs can provide. Yeah, and um, man, there it's like I said, there are so many. There are so many resources out there, and um, so we've talked about um, some mental health and behavioral resources. We talked about uh, voc rehab, vocational rehabilitation resources, and there, of course, are uh, Gamblers Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, um, Alcohol yes. Anonymous uh, programs within every community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we encourage you to, if, if that's, if that's what you need to, to seek help or, or if you're looking for a meeting, we encourage you to find one through uh, the different communities. The, um, some of the tribes have these terrific um, substance abuse programs and, you know, with the, what the, what the, pandemic has done and what the shutdowns have done is they have isolated families and you know I'm you know quite certain that there's some people who were doing well with their substance abuse issues that you know may have experienced some more troubles like I said you know our office is getting you know a lot more phone calls from family members who are struggling with uh, interpersonal relationships and a lot of times those you know come about because of substance abuse issues Um, you know I, I would encourage anybody who's having some type of issue like that you know, to make sure that they're getting some assistance. You know, if you're having custody issues, if you're having issues, you know, that involve, you know, adult protective services coming in, uh, it's so important to make sure that you're connecting in with substance abuse problems, if that's a problem. And, you know, the Shine and Arapahoes, they've got a, they've got a real good uh, inpatient facility. The uh, Choctaw Nation, they have uh, a program called called Chihulali, which is uh, an inpatient facility down in Tallahena, where the where the Tallahena Hospital is down there. There's, you know, uh, programs up, uh, you know, in the northern part of the state, you know, but there's a number of tribes that have these uh, really good substance abuse programs. And like I said before, you know, if you're experiencing some type of family issue and you know it's related to substance abuse it's related to mental health issues it's so important to be able to show the court that you're accessing services and that you are trying to resolve some of these services you know what I always try to let our clients know that we're who are representing is if we cannot show the court that a person who is dealing with legal issues, it's so important for people to know that if they are having some type of legal problem, you know, whether it's a civil problem that's related to custody or visitation of their child, whether it's a a criminal issue that relates to some type of Uh, substance abuse or mental health issue, that they are able to show the judge that they are accessing services. And the tribes do a really good job at providing a number of services for tribal members. And it's, um, it, 
so important for the tribal members to be able to use those services. There, there are uh, private inpatient facilities. There, there are private um, uh, other, you know, counseling services. But the tribal members need to access the services that the tribes provide. Um, that you know, that's what the tribes are there for is to provide services to their tribal members. And you know, we, our office, our attorneys are always looking for ways to help the help tribal members use the services that are provided to them so you know it, it you know coming back to what we started with is you know, our our office is just seeing a, a huge increase in numbers of families who are in crisis who are um ha- are have a number of stressors upon them because of unemployment issues because of uh because of just being together all the time without being able to leave the house, that it's so important to seek counseling if you feel that, you know, things are becoming overwhelming. It's so important to get to some type of uh, outpatient services or meetings or such if you feel like you have to abuse substance, uh, substances in order to be able to um, deal with the overwhelming stressors that are going on right now. But, you know, as attorneys, we can't deal with the legal issues until we're able to make sure that the person that the person who needs legal assistance is accessing other types of services. And I think that's really important too, especially since, I mean, we've been talking about this still being the first wave and our numbers going up exponentially. I mean, this is, this is going into the fall. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It is. And 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 that's one of the things I'm worried about with the number, with the increased numbers that we're getting in family cases is it's not going to slow down. It's not going to slow down. Well, and not only is it not going to slow down, but I mean, it's like, okay, well, places are opening up. So some people get to go back to work. Oh, wait. Uh, there's an insurgence of COVID cases here at these casinos that just had to open up and now everybody's shutting back down. So, okay, I get to work and now I'm, I'm back out of a job. It's like, that's stressful. That is, that's overwhelming for people. Uh, you, um, You know, you and I are both fortunate that, you know, we've been able to keep working through this, but, um, you know, people who've had, who've, you know, were struggling to begin with, they lose their job. And this, you know, this week there was a line of people at, at uh, the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission up here in Oklahoma City who are trying to get in to be able just to talk to somebody to get their very first unemployment check. So, you know, there's people out there who've been going seven weeks without unemployment, without a job. So it, the, the stressors out there are just so incredible right now. And yeah, and I really appreciate you bringing this up about the different programs, community programs that are out there, not just for our native uh, tribal listeners, but for our community members out there as well. All you got to do is um, call these different uh, uh, programs 
and and they'll be able to tell you uh and 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 many of them if they cannot if if they cannot help you for whatever reason uh, for whatever guidelines that they may have that if you don't fall into those guidelines um a lot of those programs usually have people that they can direct you to counterparts uh, outside of the tribe that are usually exactly very willing to help in cases like that. Right, exactly. And get on the website, uh, call the main number of the tribe and, you know, let them know that, you know, I need to speak to uh, social services. Social services is always a great place to start with any tribe or with the Bureau of Indian Affairs. That is a real, that is really good advice for, uh, you know, someone who may not know, that's what I'm going to do. Anytime I have to harass anybody there, I'm going to start with social services. I, that's where we start. That's where our, our office always starts with social services and uh, tries to work from there. That, <laughs> but, but that's, that's a fantastic a idea. Start. That's like a little, that's like a little life hack for tribal people. Because if you're yeah. a tribal citizen, you know that you might be on the phone all day. And still not get any yeah. information. So, so social yeah. services, they always yeah. answer their phone. Yeah. And, you know, a, a receptionist is always going to be happy to transfer a number. Oh, yeah. Social services. I know that number. So, <laughs> and usually you get, you know, usually you get somebody who will answer at social services because, you know, they, they want to help. They want to try to provide some services. Well, and not only that, they've been essential. They've been deemed essential by, I don't think I know a tribe where social services isn't working right now. Right. Uh, because they're the exactly. ones that, that they're, they're the front lines for the tribes. So yeah, right. that's a great suggestion is to uh, start with social services at tribes in your area and, and see, yes. because many of these tribes have, have programs and funds that uh you know they need to put toward community stuff and but yeah i would always encourage you to start there well that's a fantastic idea see i learned something today i would so even at the agency <laughs> even if i've got a, even if i've got a, a talk to somebody at the agency huh social services they've got social services over at the anadarko agency i had no idea what do they yes. do like and a lot of what they do is they deal with juvenile issues. They deal with elder issues. Um, they, they've got this fantastic program uh, with social services at the Anadarko Agency is if you have an elder in your family and you just want somebody to check up on them, you can sign up and they'll send a tribal police officer out there to um, just show up and, you know, just check and chat with them for a while and everything. So I, I've had uh, people who use that for their family members and um, the family member was like, yeah, I had this police officer stop by once a week and just talk with me. It was so cool. It was so nice. But they, uh, set, they can set that up for, you know, if you want, you know, an officer just to go in and check on an elder, you know, periodically. Well, how, how really cool. I had I no know. idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but the, it's, uh, it's a really great program. So there you have it, folks. If you're there in the Anadarko area, that is a really great thing to know. See, I love this. I love when we all learn something and we know that there's services available 
to to our elders and to our communities. And so if you have any questions about um, any of the services that we talked about today, uh, we encourage you to contact your uh, local tribes, even if you're not a tribal member, they should be able to point you in the direction of any other kind of community services. Um, just remember, uh, federal programs have guidelines that they have to adhere to. And so, um, but they're usually very connected and they usually have a great network of folks, just like oils does, um, of, of folks that are more than willing to help uh during this time especially during this time of covid okay well we are just about out of time oh my goodness it always goes by so fast but um yeah don't forget if you need any kind of uh, mental health services, substance abuse services, or if you want more information, or um, if you need legal services. If you need legal services, make sure that you contact Oklahoma Indian Legal Services. You can call them at 1-800-658-1497, and uh, they'll be more than happy to assist you. Even if you fall outside of their guidelines, they'll be uh, able to direct you to someone who can help. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us and this episode. Uh, if you missed this conversation or any of our past episodes, all you got to do is catch up with those wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Stephanie Hudson for Oklahoma Indian Legal Services. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day.